I have great confidence in the people of Kentucky that can get up very early and pound some beers. <laughs> that sounds like my brother. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's a guy that understands his fan base, and uh, I know uh, you know at the Cincinnati game, my my our crew was up early, and we had kegs and eggs at eight o'clock. So there's nothing wrong Love with it. that. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm sure the Kentucky uh, fans can do the same thing. Ah, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Mark Stoops this week asking about that early kickoff and says that uh, he believes that they'll be they'll be up and ready to roll. And I I don't know if it was because of that, but I happened to see a like a picture of the stadium. It's a pretty nice stadium, and it I mean it looks good whenever it's packed. It's got Full upper deck on both sides, full bowl with upper deck running. It looks like the length of, of the field on each side. Pretty cool looking stadium with a nice backdrop. Like 63,000, I think. Kroger Field, uh, formerly Commonwealth Stadium at Lexington. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you'll uh, be looking forward to taking that trip here in a few years. It'll yeah. be a good time. I'm really rooting for them. I mean, I, I can't stay in Florida. Who can stay in Florida, right? Uh, definitely right. rooting for Mark and Mike to come up with, what, their fifth win of the year on Saturday? And Kentucky yeah. had lost to Florida like 21, 22, 23 consecutive years. I think they've won three out of the last five here recently. So they, they flipped that around a bit. Yep, they've done good. They're 4-0 and and still not ranked in the top 25. Um, I'm sure that their, their non-con is – Probably not um, packed full of not great, great opponents. But, but. but win this week, and you, uh, they should be in the top 25. Um, no doubt. And, and they're a slight favorite against Florida, so I, I think there's a good chance that might happen. Brent confirmed that Savion Bird, um, good to go, should be back. But with the way that he's played, with the way that the offensive line play and Troy Everett and others in his spots, is it a guarantee that Savion Bird's just going to roll back in the starting lineup this week? Well, I'm sure the right person could make that guarantee. I can't. I have no idea. I would guess no, because he, you know, he he hadn't played great leading up to his exit against Tulsa, and I think Troy Everett had a pretty nice, pretty nice game considering the front against Cincinnati. Um, you know, played well. He's limited size-wise, which, you know, um, we knew was going to be the case. But he he's blocking the right guy. He's got good technique. He's got a lot of fight in him. Um, Savion Bird, clearly the more talented player. But, I, you know, I don't know if, if he'll be able to channel that in the right areas. I, I just I can't make that call. I have no idea. Uh, Let me just hit some highlights real quick from the uh, press conference today. A lot of questions about the run game, as you can imagine. Um, Here's one of three quotes. First, quote, we'd love for somebody to establish themselves. That hasn't happened yet, in quotes. Um, You can comment on that before I move to the next one. Not all that surprising. No, they really haven't. And and I think, think, well, uh, everyone's had opportunity. Some guys have had more opportunity than others. Sawchuck hasn't had as much opportunity because, you know, he was he was banged up to start the season and missed a lot of time in training camp with that. I think it's been a hamstring for him, which, you know, can be really tough to work through. But, you know, his 
his 10 carries, he's averaging like, what did I say yesterday? It's, it's not good. It's not good. He's, he's, he's got the, like the lowest production of all the players, um, on his, on his carries. So someone's got to emerge at some point. Venables on the running backs quote, I think it's hard to run four running backs in a game. You want to be efficient. We need to be a little bit more detailed in the run game, end quote. And then he was asked why Sawchuck and Javante Barnes weren't in the game on Saturday, and he said, quote, week of practice. And I feel like Lebby said that after the game on Saturday, and yeah, Britt con- confirmed it uh, earlier today. So. Are uh, you buying that? I, I'm Yeah, I, I'm buying week of practice because neither of those two guys look 100% right now, so if what I've seen in a game is what they've looked like in practice, then I, I would I would tend to buy it, yes. yeah, I would tend and to think I that's think, the case. I still think Barnes can, and Sawchuck, too, I still think that those guys have a high ceiling and have, have the opportunity to do really well. I just maybe it's going to take some time. I don't know how healthy either one of them are. I I, I know that Barnes has been back and well, they don't look like they are. I mean, I'll I'll definitely yeah, say that. I mean, I I don't know either the percentage on it, but they don't look they don't look like the, themselves from last year. Now, some of it may have to do with like what the offensive line has given them wasn't as good as last year. Whenever they got their chances, I mean that's a possibility. I don't know, but I mean. You have to say that so far from what we've seen, neither one of those guys has the snap that they did a year ago. I just don't. I don't know why that is. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but it wasn't a totally negative tone at the press conference today. I mentioned this in the 3 o'clock hour, but kind of my big takeaway today outside of that and his comments about the run game and the running backs is he had like a nine, nine-and-a-half-minute answer today about just the the day-to-day operations, or at least that's kind of what it led to. And it feels like he believes the day-to-day operations is a level that he likes. And talking about Britt Venables, of course. Uh, It feels like uh, they're operating the way a championship program should operate in his eyes. Like, his idea of what that blueprint looks like kind of get the feel that Britt really likes where they're at in terms of, you know, how they're conducting themselves in meetings. He brought that up how they're going about practice after a game, like just kind of everything. And I don't think that he used the word perfect today, but what I've learned about Brent at a press conference, more so than most coaches, he's a pretty straight shooter, man. And and I'm not saying that there's not ever any coach speak. I think every coach speak has some to some extent at a press conference. But for the most part, I think that he's pretty straightforward and honest. And I don't really think that he was lying about – the fact that he really likes the day-to-day and how they're kind of going about that as a program right now. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it shows. And, you know, I, I think at least I don't know what the, what the feeling in the room is with the, with the offense, but it, it appears that the feeling in the room with the defense is, like whenever you hear like Bowman and those guys talk post-game, that – they they like where they're at, and and I I think like whenever they start to see the results, it feels like the buy-in is getting higher and higher as the season rolls on with the defense. 
He and he did mention buy-in today. He he says Brent admitted that the buy-in is better than it was a year ago. I think that's probably pretty natural, right? In your second year to have more buy-in than you did the first year when the program is probably run completely differently than it was previously. Yeah. But just buy-in overall, everything you, you could tell he's he's pretty happy about things. But yeah. just don't ask him if his defense is close to being elite. Don't ask yeah. him that. He's not. He ain't even close to being ready to go there just yet. Yeah, and they're not. Uh, you know, the results have been really good. Um, but, you know, we've got to kind of keep some things in perspective. Uh, you know, I, I, I said that, you know, it's the best I've seen from Oklahoma defense in a decade. Well, for most of that decade, aside from – a year or two, we've been like historically bad defensively. So you know, that doesn't mean that they can't get to where they're going. There's a lot of teams that start off okay, and then you reach the you know four games in, you're a third of the way through the season, and okay, you're not okay anymore. You're you're actually good. And then you hit the halfway point of the season, and it's like this team's is dang good. And once you kind of hit that that middle area, and the confidence is bought in, there's there's no telling how high you can go. Now, I think that talent wise, they've got guys that like if if I think kind of one of the keys to me would be like Adabare. Does he does he like continue to get better and better, play more, and start to really take off as a threat on that defensive line? Because if that happens, okay. Because I think we've got an elite player at the second level with Stutzman, and you know I don't know necessarily that we're elite in the secondary, but they're just good we all the are, way around. We're dang good yeah. across the board. If, so, if I had to guess with PJ Atabari, and there is such a thing as a freshman wall, that is a real thing. But he's not mm-hmm. playing an overwhelming amount of snaps right now, so I don't really. I feel like fatigue may be the reason, you know, most likely that we see uh, guys hit a freshman wall. But the the sample size that we have, like from two weeks to now, I mean, is 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 incredible, you know. And you know, fr- from Brent to say two weeks ago today. Yeah, as he continues to progress and do more and more things, you know, he'll his role will be, you know, expanded more and more to Saturday going to his position coach and saying, "Hey, we got to play this more this guy more, you know? We got to do that." That that's showing you how much he's progressing early on. So I I would tend to think that that continues. Yeah. Yep. Um well, I think they're in a good spot and I think they're going to continue to get better. That's what I've seen. That's been the best quality that they have so far is week by week it looks better and better am i too aggressive with my early week score of ou 38 iowa state seven i'm more confident in the seven than i am the 38 because iowa state just not they haven't run the ball well 83 rushing yards per game they got a freshman quarterback that had a very nice game last week but this is just a different different animal that he's going to face this week i feel really good about ou um holding Iowa State to a low number, but am I too aggressive picking a 31-point win? Uh, I'm For early week, Phil, you're more aggressive than I am. But I don't – I mean, I, I don't know. I think there's 
think there's enough there to where you can you can make that claim and back it up. I think there's there's enough of that well, there. Just, just the defense against Iowa State's offense up to this point. Yeah. And Iowa State defensively, I mean, uh, we, we looked at it last week. They were – were they top ten in total defense? or They, they, they were yeah. top ten – yeah, yeah. I think they were number nine in, in total defense. And, and they're good. I'm not saying that they're not. We've seen Iowa State enough throughout the past five, six years, really since 2017, to know how big of an issue they've been defensively to OU's offense in the past. But – Man, I did see Oklahoma State, who's a bad offense, hit on some big plays last week against those guys. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's definitely mm-hmm. possible. I, you know, the the running yardage from that game is kind of skewed. They had one really long By run. Ollie Gordon, yeah. Yeah. 71 uh, yarder. He had 121 on the day, and 71 of that was on one play. Right. Uh, but still, you know, that, that counts. They hit that. So, um I I I worry about our offensive numbers just because if if we if we can't run the ball well, if we struggle to run the football, it could be a very difficult day for us. Um because their secondary is really good and we've struggled running the football and if if like down in distance like we continue to get behind the chains against them, then I think it could could make things get get really difficult. Brent had for a us, very but. interesting quote on first down. He was talking about first down last night, correct? Yeah, yeah. Like the I, and I think everyone knows the importance of first down, but we talk way more about third down conversion than we do, you know, what happens on first down. But yeah, he he made it a point that you're. I think it was mostly about the first play of a drive, correct? Like that yes. first first down is he intend? Yeah, he was he emphasized that quite a bit last night. Well, yeah, because it wasn't good against Cincinnati, and you know, starting drives positively has a big effect on the overall, uh, like what that drive ends up, what, what ends up happening there, and, and that's right. But I, you know, I think, I think, uh, you know, with Iowa State, it's it's. I mean, I'm not worried about them scoring a bunch on us. I mean, it could always happen. They could find some stuff. Their offense is improving, but I, man, I, I do worry about us running the ball on them. That's my, that's my, my worry. And that can lead to some bad things whenever you can't run the ball. John from Bartlesville says Iowa state holds us to 17. They score 10. Gabriel must carry the offensive load and stoops underneath is the go-to. So, John, you predicting OU 17, Iowa State 10 on Saturday? Okay. Sounds like it. Sarks Vodka says, what we need PJ to do is be elite as a true freshman in comparison to the offensive lineman he goes against. He can be elite as he progresses with the schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Think he can be elite. Sure. 405 says he's another freak athlete. And, And that could be another reason, too, why I'm not so worried about the freshman wall. I think he will get more snaps. Actually, I'm pretty certain of it if, if Brent Venables <laughs> is demanding it on the plane, right? But even though he's going to get more reps, the fact that he is just such a freak athlete, I tend to think, yeah, that guy's going to be fine here, even as we get later on in the season. He'll, he'll be okay. He's just different physically. Yeah, and they've made it a point this year to, to get – more recovery to make sure that the guy's legs are in a good place. Um, I think they addressed that early in camp, 
and have tried to stay ahead of it because, you know, one of the one of the narratives coming out of last year within the program was that they got way too tired way too early in the season and the guys were worn down. I think it's, you know, I think it was just the, the change in all the new scheduling and everything just had an overall uh, real bad, uh, you know, wear and tear on the body for those guys. And they've addressed that. And they, it seems like four games in, they're in a much better place. I know they're in a better place coming out of training camp because that's what everyone was saying. So, yeah. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up here from East Village in Norman. They've got plenty available here. They've got all different floor plans. One bed, one bath for 900, all the way up to the three bed, two or three bath even, 1,600 square feet for 1,700. It's got its uh, uh, own balcony as well. They've got all kinds of great amenities, 24-7 emergency maintenance, valet trash service, 24-hour fitness center, 24-hour clubhouse, pet stations, all kinds of really good stuff here at East Village. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Wagner's Heating and Air Conditioning, expert technicians, plus industry-leading Linux equipment. They're perfect together. Learn more about special savings on Linux products by calling Wagner's Heating and Air, 405-329-2076, or wagnershvac.com. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Ever wonder why someone would go to the ends of the earth and leap into the unknown? Maybe a better question is... What are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's Living Life Anchors Up. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Fiener Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year. Our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've You've got got our our word on it. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today, 405-325-6716, or visit theougolfclub.com for more information. 
Is it time to upgrade that old electrical panel? Wade Electric and their trusted team can advise and safely rebuild or upgrade your network. Replacing an outdated electrical service is one of the best ways to reinvest in your home. Don't wait until those old breakers or fuses start causing issues. Call today for a free estimate. Protect your family and home. Wade Electric, 405-329-1940. 405-329-1940 for all of your electric needs. Don't be one of the powerless when extreme conditions strike. Lightning, high winds, excessive heat, or other severe conditions can leave you in the dark or worse. See the light. Contact Oklahoma Generator, the company that gives Oklahomans the power to protect their family, homes, health, business, and life. Oklahoma Generator is a certified premier Generac dealer, providing professional installation, service, and repair to keep you safe and secure. Be ready for anything. Oklahoma Generator. OKGen.com. Power to the people. Life is yours to spend. Spend it making more money. Spend it making more memories. Spend it learning a new skill. Spend it teaching an old trick. Spend it career climbing. Spend it mountain climbing. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. We know the last three times that Iowa State's come to, to Norman against some pretty good teams in 17, 19, and 21. Uh, they've had a lot of success, and uh, they won and two in those games. But uh, the scoreboard uh, total uh, for both sides of the ball is 101 for Oklahoma and 100 for uh, Iowa State. So uh, they'll have great confidence. It'll be a disciplined, tough, physical uh, football team. Uh, and uh, going to be, again, uh, a good challenge for us uh, this week. There's Brent Venables talking about Iowa State at his press conference earlier this afternoon. I asked on uh, our Twitter page, at KREF Sports, go interact and follow, uh, follow us there. OU fans, what's been the single biggest surprise with this team, either positively or negatively? And a lot of the negative stuff is about the run game, which isn't too surprising. But I'll read some positive ones. Uh, Sooner Shane says, tackling and speed, it's very good. Uh, Sooner Tim says, positive defensive consistency. I was expecting improvement, but not quite to this level. Windy City Sooner says, defense, no mistake about it. Excited to see them get even better. So if I were to ask you the single biggest surprise with this team through four games, what, what, what's, what surprised you the most, good or bad? Huh. Single biggest surprise. I guess I would say that the just the overall the overall defensive play and how far they've come. I that's and, kind of, well I I thought I, my answer is competitive depth. Like the, the competitive depth stuff that we heard yeah. all off season. I bought into that. I believed it. I thought that yeah, it would be better. And and I think you and I are kind of saying the same thing here. Yeah. I didn't expect the competitive depth to be to this level. Because honestly, though the, the defensive numbers are, are good up to this point, OU hasn't done the greatest job of staying healthy. Like R. Mason Thomas really hasn't played all that much. Uh, Justin Harrington, he could be out for the remainder of the year. Like there, There's some things that have happened on the injury front. Reggie Pearson didn't even Pearson. travel. Um, there's been multiple starters who have missed at least one game, and it doesn't matter who they put in there. Right. Yeah, and I think that's 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 been 
It's been really good. Um, we've got we've had multiple guys play and give good reps at corner. Multiple guys play give good reps at at safety at cheetah uh, at backer. Can it goes out? Kip Lewis has stepped in who who played who's played really good. Had some real good production up to this point. You know, good deep rotation on the defensive line. Just like the overall, like how sound they are as a defense. I, I, you know, Stutzman has has played at an elite level. Now, outside of of him individually, I don't know that we've had anyone else individually play at an elite level. But you know, it doesn't mean that we can't get there at some point this season. And you know. Just just look at how much better he's performed with the defensive line playing good. Like That has a lot to do with it, yeah. okay? Um, not, I, I don't want to take anything away from him. He's He's been fantastic. He's night and day from last year. Um, but it helps a ton whenever the defensive line is, is playing at a much better level, and they are. I do appreciate their uh, ability to not, not give anything easy on the defensive end as well. Like the the second quarter at Tulsa was was not great. A couple yeah. of drives were not great, but overall, like if if someone scored on them, and and not a lot of teams have, by the way, not a lot of points, they've they've really had to earn it. So I remember the first play of OU Texas in twenty twenty one. They just throw a little wide receiver bubble screen. Let's see if OU's corners and safeties can tackle here, and they go for a seventy five yard touchdown. Just feels like those days are over. Where. You can throw a short little tunnel screen, throw it down the field, jump balls one on one. You got to earn it with this defense if you're going to get anything. That's nice. Yeah. Now, they've got to continue to prove it and continue to get better. Like I, I, I wouldn't expect anyone in that group at any level to start all of a sudden saying, "All right, we've arrived. We don't need to to press on. We don't need to improve." I don't think that's going to happen. So, I think they're in a good spot. Um, Surprised, yes, overall. But you know, I I still think they can. Like I expected them to be better. I just think the level of consistency. I, yeah. You know, when I even talked about it coming into with Arkansas State and then again with SMU, like I expected there to be some big plays that people hit on, and but they've been really few and far between. Uh, okay, 405, I like this one, too, if we're going for, like, uh, on the positive side of things. For me, the biggest surprise has been the wide receivers. There was a lot of average play last year, and I had no idea that they were going to do as well as they have to, uh, or as they have up to this point. Brent talked a lot about their lack of competitive catches last year, and some stuff has been schemed open, but I think a lot of the plays the wide receivers have made have been just competitive stuff down the field. Yeah, there's been a lot of those. There really has. I agree with that. Um, you want to do some surprise things on the on the negative side, or I mean, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. It's I mean, it, it, uh, just run game in general. But I guess I'm more surprised that, frankly, I'm shocked that not at least one one running back has emerged through four games. Yeah, because I I looked at that position as a strength coming into the year, and heck. How many times did Bob come on with us and say that that position group was going to surprise? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, he and he was out at practice like that. That wasn't just like a hot take from him. Like he saw those guys in practice. So um, the, the scrimmage scuttlebutt, everything that you heard where those guys were performing well and 
for none of that to come to fruition is, yeah, it's, it's very surprising. I agree. I would also say that um, I'm surprised with where the offensive line is. I, I did think it was going to be a work in progress, and we've seen that often. But I, I thought that they'd be ahead of where they are right now. So Because apparently they felt like they were ahead of where they needed to be late in August, right before the season started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know how that has gone sideways because – we heard the same thing last year, and, uh, and I, I thought that last year it ended up coming true uh, down the stretch. Like It ended up really happening now because we heard that the offensive line was going to be the strength of the team, and that was a huge talking point, and you know, it, it, it felt like, okay, we've got something here that, if, that's, if that's the case, and it didn't start that way, but I think it may have ended up that way uh, offensively with the way that Wanya Morris played, the way that Anton Harrison played. Um, you know, I think we still lacked a little bit on the interior, but they did come around, come around and be a big strength of the football team last year. And I'm hopeful that that's, that's still going to be the case this year. Okie Tom says, trust Coach B, they will get there. Sarks Vodka says, but is it in regard to the running backs being a surprise? No one talked about Barnes or Sawchuck this offseason. I feel like people forget mm. that we only talked about Tawi and Marcus after practices and scrimmage. That's not – I don't think that's true. I guess maybe it's true because Barnes was out with the foot surgery and Sawchuck has just missed so much time. But there was a lot of talk about both those guys coming off of the bowl game. Right? I mean, most people expected Javante Barnes to be the hands down – He's going to be the leading rusher the coming this season, right? I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, if it wasn't Barnes, it was Sawchuck. It was one of the two. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, I know they haven't played a ton, but even the two freshmen, I think, were pretty hyped um, coming out of training camp as well. Yeah. So just I, I don't know. It's just been it's been very very surprising how. Uh, things have turned out up to this point. Guy from Katusa says, I hate to say I told you so, but if you look back, you'll find my text where I told you the defense would surprise everyone. Guy, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that you hate to say that I told you so. Uh, I'm actually, I'm scanning through the text messages now. <laughs> uh, not there. Not there. What's, uh, what is the biggest game in college football coming up this weekend? It can't be... USC in Colorado, can it? Let me scan no. here. KU at Texas, two thirty on yeah. ABC. Is that it? Biggest game. That's in the, a big one in the sports this weekend. That's that's a big one. Uh, who who does uh, Bama have? Don't Bama's have at Mississippi State this weekend. No, that's not it. I feel like there's I a lot of there buy. Was... There's not um, KU in Texas, LSU at Ole Miss. And yeah, that's the one I was thinking Utah of. Utah and Oregon State, the three top 25 games this week. But yeah, Utah-Oregon State's a good one, too. Yeah, that one's on Friday night, 8 p.m. on FS1. But that LSU-Ole Miss game, I mean, more so for, for LSU, right? But they're only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They, um, they look like they could be the best team in the SEC West, you know, even after that trip up against Florida State. But big test in Oxford this weekend. 
Big test. Yeah. Uh, we got Friday night. Oh, Big no, 12 Notre Dame action. at Duke. I, I, this, this week's a little bit better than I thought. Yeah, Notre Dame at Duke's a very intriguing game as well. It is. It is. I'm anxious to see how Cincinnati bounces back on a short week traveling out to BYU. Um, that's, a, that's an interesting football game. South Carolina, Tennessee's interesting. Um, you know, uh, Rattler's had a decent season so far. Statistically, with a very shaky offensive line, I think uh, yep. a lot of people watch that uh, North Carolina South Carolina game, the Duke's Mayo Classic, and the South Carolina O line was was really bad that night. Yeah, somehow he's completing seventy five percent of his passes. He's thrown for twelve hundred yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, and he's rushed for a touchdown as well. So he's done some nice things. Uh, text line is checking us a little bit on the best game. It says. Uh, it's Dewey versus Vanita, guys. Duh. So we have that, that rivalry going on. Are those rivals? Dewey versus Vanita? I, I don't know. We'll create a rivalry for them if it's not. Okay. Winner okay. gets to occupy the McDonald's that goes over the highway. Ah, yeah. Or they get, they get, to, uh, they get season passes to the new um, – amusement park that they're supposed to be putting up in that area they get they get they get prime rv location for an entire weekend yes (laughs) ron and alito says doesn't arkansas and a&m play saturday yes okie tom says ampersand and arkansas is the best game yeah hey what do you what are your thoughts on a&m so far well i mean they they've been they've been better than i thought i mean that miami game is still factored in right but I think mm-hmm. Connor Wegman is he out for a few weeks? And if so, that could be that could be big for them. Yeah. But they look good against Auburn. I, I don't think Auburn's some great team, but I've seen A and M struggle previously with lesser talented SEC teams before. So I, I guess all in all, like okay, yeah, A and M a decent start thus far. But I'm still not buying them as a true SEC West contender. Six-and-a-half-point favorite going on the road to Arkansas. I think that one's in Arlington. They, they normally play oh. that game at AT&T Stadium, yeah. I see. I see. But after that, they better, A&M better get the win because then they've got Bama at Tennessee, South Carolina at Ole Miss. They've got a four-week stretch after that's going to be And that tough. does sound daunting, but it sounds a lot less daunting than what I thought it was going to look like True. before the start of the year, you know? True, very true. They also end the season at Louisiana State. Yeah, they're still playing so. that game at AT&T Stadium. They're also playing at 11 a.m. in Dallas, A&M in Arkansas. Okay. Hmm. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We've got a couple of segments left here from East Village. Stay tuned. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. At Lander's CDJR of Norman, we are driven to serve, serving you with big savings during Ram Power Days, like 6,500 off MSRP and 2.9% for a 2023 Ram 1500, or 9 grand off a 2023 Ram 2500. Lander's CDJR of Norman. At Lander's CDJR of Norman, Jeep Adventure Days are back with big savings with 11000 off a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Rubicon or 8000 off a 2023 Dodge Durango GT. Lander's CDJR of Norman, driven to serve. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. All right, men, you heard it. Let's move, 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 move. 
Find your Sooner coverage fix with the home of Sooner fans on your favorite social media platform for questions of the day, upcoming show interviews, show highlights, and more. Oh, look at that, an alert. I'm probably trending already. Search for KREF Sports on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. You might know that State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has great service. Cindy is your good neighbor after all. But did you know that State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Norman. So call State Farm agent Cindy Nasher at 405-307-0500 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Sideline by injury? Valor Physical Therapy can help. At Valor PT, our therapists use their knowledge and skills to help get you back in the game faster. Book your appointment now at ValorPT.com or call 405-265-6449. No referral needed. Mention the ref and get a free t-shirt at your first appointment. That's ValorPT.com. Looking at a pretty lopsided matchup, Jim. Ron, this newcomer has no idea what he's getting himself into. Let's go to the action. Jim, the size difference alone is staggering. Unbelievable, Ron, and this guy acts like he doesn't have a care in the world. What is he thinking? Every day, people tempt fate and die trespassing on railroad tracks. See tracks, think train. My daughter was diagnosed with a rare malignant rhabdoid tumor on the spine. They sent her straight to St. Jude. My hope was gone. But when you get there, everyone's like, hey, we're not going to give up. And when you see other people not giving up on your child, that makes all the difference in the world. When I found out I didn't have to pay, I was just grateful. They saved my baby's life. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. He played, he played good, you know. He played well. He re- managed things well, made good decisions, uh, led with toughness, played with some toughness. He had, a, you know, several, you know, plus one run game uh, that went for positive yards and, uh, you know, played well. And, and does that mean he played perfect? Nobody that got on the, on the plane played perfectly. And that's never expected, but... Uh, uh, you know, he did a lot that was, you know, fantastic in the game, and 
and uh, gave us a chance uh, to win. More from Brent Venables at his Tuesday press conference. That's in regards to Dylan Gabriel. Played well. Wasn't perfect. Nobody was on Saturday, but gave us a chance to win the football game. CBS has ranked the best power conferences in college football up to this point in the season. Pac-12 won't be a power conference anymore, but they are at least this season. And CBS says they are the best conference in all of college football through four weeks. They have the Pac-12-1, the SEC-2, the Big Ten-3, the ACC-4, and the Big 12 sitting at number 5 with the uh, Power 5 conferences, just ahead of the Mountain West at number 6. I don't know. Is you agree with that? With as, with as average as Clemson is? Like, Florida State's really good, but does the ACC have – well, Duke, Duke's pretty good as well, too. But I think the Big 12 got to at least be better than the ACC, man. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. And I think I, with the Pac-12 ranking them one, the, the SEC is. It's not a great year for the SEC. And you know, Washington's really good. Oregon's really good. I'm wondering if they're getting caught up still in the Colorado hype, even though they got destroyed in Eugene this week. I don't know. They got six top 25 teams, and they got four mm-hmm. teams in the top 10. The Pac-12 is seven, eight, nine, and 10. And I don't disagree with really any of those. I mean, I think USC is a little bit high, but, I mean, it's hard to – like, I wouldn't have those teams necessarily in that order, but I think you could make a a good case for that. So, I don't know, man. Think about it this way. Like, it's at least a fun – it's at least a fun argument right now, I I guess, right? It's like, hey, who's got the best power conferences in college football and – yeah, you could argue the Pac-12. Maybe you could argue the SEC. Heck, maybe you could argue the Big Ten with the way that Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan are playing up to this point. But this is like the last year that we're going to be able to do that. Right. Because next year it's going to be, well, who's the best conference, the SEC or the Big Ten? Pac-12 right. won't be in the equation. I don't foresee the way Clemson's heading, ACC being thought of like the SEC or the Big Ten. I mean, this is, this is kind of it. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. I I feel like man, I feel like a lot of the teams are are really close about the same. I mean, the the Big 10, for example, Michigan's good, Ohio State's good, Penn State's good. You know, I think Maryland's okay, Wisconsin's okay, but outside of that, is anyone else any good at all? Um, no, I, 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 the answer to that is I don't think so, but we just really don't know up to this point. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I would say you got, you got Michigan, Ohio state and Penn state are the top three. Now the fourth best team in that conference, whether you pick Wisconsin or Maryland, I, that's really your only two choices. Those two teams aren't any better than the fourth and fifth best no. teams in, in the yeah. Big 12 no. or, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think outside of outside of your top teams, a lot of teams, it's, it's about the same, man. It's really who has the better top three or four teams. Everyone else is pretty close to one another, I think. 601 from the state of Mississippi, SEC has done really poorly in their out-of-conference play. 
ACC has FSU, Duke, Miami, and UNC in the top 25. Big 12 is a two-horse race. Hard to, really hard to argue with that last part right there. Big 12 is a two-horse race. Well, Kansas State we say gotta, that right now. I know. Kansas State got to stay healthy, though. I mean, who and, – and Kansas, I – yeah, I, I you know what it's it's probably very unfair up to this point just based on what we've seen to totally rule out Kansas. It's just hard for me because well it's Kansas you know. I know, but I they I think they're going to give Texas all they want for at least a big chunk of that game, maybe maybe more. Camo sooner, how do y'all see OSU season playing out? I mean not not well. They got a bye this week, and I think they play the two Kansas schools. Uh, the next two games after, which I can't favor them to beat Kansas State at home the Friday night before OU Texas, and I definitely can't favor them to beat Kansas right now. So that bowl streak that they're proud of, Camo Sooner, I think that's coming to an end this year. I think that I pick Oklahoma State to lose to Kansas State and Kansas. I will probably favor West Virginia whenever they go to West Virginia. Yeah, they're better than I thought. Um, I will probably favor Cincinnati whenever they play Cincinnati at home. I'll favor Oklahoma, and I'll favor UCF whenever they go on the road. As things look right now, I probably I have them losing their next, what is that, six games in a row. I think they can beat Houston, and I still don't know anything about BYU. I'll get to watch them Friday well, night, which is good. It, they'll be if you favor them to lose their next six games in a row, that means they're two and eight when they play their last two games of the year. So today, like you might favor them at Houston. Houston's not good. You might favor them against BYU at home, but it's right. it's it's different today than a team that's ten and eight and has nothing to play for at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll tell you what's interesting though. You know. At times, they looked okay against Iowa State. Um, at times, they looked really good against Arizona State. I, I, I don't know. I think that the – I think those I've are two got bad them. teams, though, is the thing that That's I can't true. get over, you know. I'll favor them. Like, I will, I'll be picking all those other teams as we sit right now mm. for them to, to be, um, you know, the, the favorite in those games. But – it doesn't mean that they, they can't find a way to win a couple of those. Well, they're going sure to they they're gonna have to find a way to win four to play in a bowl game, and I don't think that they're going to be favored in four games the remainder of the year. I don't think Gundy wants to play in a bowl game this year. He's going to want to get done early and get a jump start on the transfer portal. <laughs> he may want to get a jump stop or a jump start on uh, duck hunting or something. I don't, I don't know about the portal. Yeah, well, that second, see, that second duck uh, season is supposed to be really good this year. He and Casey Dunn will be out there, so I think you're on to something. Stillwater's not a bad duck hunting spot. Pretty good. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out East Village today. They've got plenty of apartments available. Uh, one, bad, uh, one bed, one bath, all the way up to the three-bedroom, three-bath, uh, plus tons of amenities, 24-7 emergency maintenance, valet trash, 24-hour fitness center that's really nice, in-unit laundry, private balconies, uh, pet stations, and more. Come see us here at East Village. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. 
At Lander's CDJR of Norman, we are driven to serve, serving you with big savings during Ram Power Days, like 6500 off MSRP and 2.9% for a 2023 Ram 1500, or nine grand off a 2023 Ram 2500. Lander's CDJR of Norman.